Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. Greg Swenson's with us, founding partner at Brink McAdam. Thank you, Greg, for being here. So what are your thoughts on 2023, where I feel like we're already somewhat embedded here? Started off really great because we had the Santa Claus rally and a good start, but does it feel like a bear market rally? Yeah, I, I still think it's a bit of a bear market rally. It's, it's interesting. It's almost like the market is challenging the Fed which you know is is somewhat confusing because it, or they're embracing this you know bad news is good news um, you know the numbers the employment numbers came out Friday which on the surface looked like good news but then you know you, you when you dig in you had you know a, a temporary workers lost uh, 35,000 jobs which is usually the sign of you know the end of the cycle and, and the beginning of potential recession so um, you know so I think there's some you know there is some conflict I think we'll have you know, the first half of the year being a bit more cautious and you'll see maybe a continuation of last year where the defensive sectors do well. And then maybe at the, you know, toward the end of the year when we can see the Fed reversing and possibly even e easing by the end of the year, um, you know, that that will turn things around or, or give a lift to the market. But I, I think it's still early to to make that assumption. And how likely in percentage terms, let's say, you know, so we get a feel of, I mean, how likely is that, that they actually not only turn it around, but also start easing? Well, there's there's a bit of a, you know, you have to look at the plateau, you know, the, the time from the last hike to the first ease. Now, historically, or in, in, you know, the last 50 years, it's been roughly four and a half, five months. But the last seven cycles, it's been a little bit longer. It's seven to eight months. So I think, you know, if you see the, the Fed tighten a few more times, get the, you know, the Fed funds up to up to 5%, try to get it to a level that might have some effect on economic output and employ, especially on employment, then you can look, you know, when, when you've made the assumption that it's the last hike, you can look at, you know, anywhere from four to eight months before they start easing. It sounds like the market wants that sooner than they might get it. And again, I think they're they're pricing in a lot of good news here. Right, understood. So at this point now, the Fed, they're making it their case to continue moving forward with rate hikes. How many yeah. more rate hikes do you think we're likely to see? Because we did hear from Daly and Bostic talking about 5% plus. Yeah, I think we can we can safely bet on that because the only way to address inflation is to have economic contraction and higher higher unemployment. Uh, I hate to say that, but because of the hostility to the private sector, to the supply side, I don't think there's any other way to do it. You know, so, you know, 40 years ago when we had similar a similar inflationary environment, you had tax hike. I mean, uh, rate hikes. Yes. But you also had liberation of the private sector in the in the form of tax reform and especially deregulation. I don't expect that in the next two years. So I think we'll see, you know, continued hostility to the supply side, to job creators. And that means the only way that they can stop inflation or reduce inflation is to reduce demand by increasing unemployment. I, I, there's really no other way, given that they're constrained or the economy is constrained by, again, by hostility to the supply side. 
And what's your advice to investors? I see that you have uh, multiple ways of putting money to work um, in different sectors, for example, even in private equity. Tell me a little bit about some ideas that you tell folks about. I, I think you know, in the near term, if you have to be in the liquid markets, you know, buy short-term bonds. I mean, you could, you know, you could buy three-month bills, six-month bills, and and get you know close to four percent. So I don't see any reason not to do that. Stay away from long duration, both fixed income long duration as well as long duration equities like tech. Uh, and then start to make the transition mid-year in the liquid markets as you see the end of the Fed hike cycle and you can have a, a bit of a lens on on easing, um, which we could get, you know, believe it or not, in late 23, but more likely in early 24. And then as far as the private markets go, there's a lot of opportunity in, you know, critical infrastructure, agriculture, the basic needs, you know, you, you see basic needs up in the U.S., you know, gas, groceries, um, and utilities up in the high teens. So, you know, the, the, the CPI numbers are going to come in, you know, six, seven percent, and and yet the the critical ingredients uh, are still in the high teens. So that's worrisome. And then you see it globally with the food security issues and energy security issues, especially that we're seeing here in Europe um, and in the UK. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in energy in the private in, in private capital as well as agriculture and infrastructure. You saw one of the best performing markets last year, obviously was commodities, the best performing, but also right behind it was Latin America because of their correlation to commodities. So there's some opportunity in places like Africa and Eastern Europe that are harder to play in the public markets. But if you can invest in private equity, infrastructure funds, those are the places where that will really benefit from non-correlated inflation protected investments in really critical needs that we that we saw, you know, front page became front page news last year, especially after the invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you said you don't like Europe at this point. That's something that is important in the big picture. You don't care for Europe at this point. Tell me yeah. a little bit about here at home. Are there any mistakes anybody can make? Would it be to do nothing? Would it be to get into a certain sector or area that you think probably won't work? I think you have to be patient. So, you know, there is this temptation, especially when you see rallies like today, there's a temptation to get, you know, ahead of the Fed and start buying cyclicals or consumer discretionary. You know, some of the some of the sectors that were really beat up last year. But I think you have to be patient. Wait till the end of the year. You're never going to time it perfectly. But there will be an opportunity. And, you know, you're seeing a rally today. You mentioned, Nicole, in, in small cap U.S. Um, I think we'll see a lot of that toward the end of the year. And some of the laggards from last year, like real estate and small caps, will do really well. But again, you have to be patient. So I would be really cautious. Stay with, you know, you, for now, you know, utilities, staples, um, you know, some of the defensive sectors. But there'll be a moment. I also think banks might be attractive. And actually, I think they're attractive right now. But again, I think you can be patient with those. Yeah, we'll have a lot of banks on Friday. We kick off earnings season. Um, do you like some more than others? Yeah, well, you've seen a real rally in the non-bank non financials. So, um, you know, the insurance sector has done really well. Some of the finance companies have done really well and, the, and you know, are up significantly in the last few months, you know, 15 percent. Whereas the banks, the you know the, the large cap banks are only up two or three percent. So I think when you see the numbers come out this week, 
um, you'll you'll see some opportunity. You know, J.P. Morgan I think is cheap by most me metrics, and I think you know some of the other large banks like Wells are you know is coming around. So there'll be opportunities um, you know in the banking sector that that have you know specifically lagged the non-bank financials. Yeah, understood, understood. Greg, it's great to chat with you. Greg Swenson of Greg McAdam. Thank you very much.